what's up, wrestling fans? Listen to me. We're not gonna take you in the ring. We're gonna take you to the street, the hood. Well, let me tell you something, man. I'm a new breed of black man. The Black Wrestling Podcast. Wrestling from a nigga perspective. Cause you know them funky boys are on summer vacation. They might shower every other day. Right. Every two every days. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. <laughs> on that note. 100%. On that note, niggas is back in black. Yeah. It is the Black Wrestling Podcast. As always, we giving you wrestling from a nigga perspective. It's your boy Cal, RockTheDub.com. You already know. Homie fam's on the line. Say what's good to the people, man. Yo, son, ill fam 790, your social media choice. Never in the same place like Ray J's hat. What it is. <laughs> Yo, my man with that hat. And I shouts out to Ray J. I don't really rock with him like that, but <laughs> shouts out to him. Indoor pool. For, Outdoor pool, cuz. That that no, that radio interview is epic. That is a cl- a classic he piece. Made, he made them niggas. Yes. Ray yes. I don't think I was listening to Breakfast Club at all until that interview. Yo, the ill part, um, mentioning Breakfast Club. So, um, do you heard about the nigga from 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 Maryland who got um who who got locked up because he uh, he went to take his driving test. He he smelled like weed. They uh, searched the nigga car. Um, nah. So he got donkey today. Charlemagne gave him donkey today a couple days ago, right? Because he was weeded up trying to get his license. So what happened, though, he goes to take the testimony like weed in his oh. mama car. The nigga got uh, a gun. What? With a thirty clip, but only had one bullet in it. <laughs> D- these ain't even jokes. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, like, like maybe 10, 15 racks and a scale. And a pound. A whole, a whole drug dealer. Yeah, no, no, a whole drug dealer. Right? Damn. Nigga tried to take his test in his mama car. First of all, why you got racks in the car? Why you ain't spending racks on the car? Oh, because you ain't got yeah. your license yet. You ain't got <laughs> you your ain't license got yet. Tells. That's why you in your mama car. So Word. they searched the nigga car, found all this. Um, and so Charlemagne gives him donkey of the day yesterday, right? Word. And the ill part is this all took place? At my place of employment. Were, were, were you there? I I did not witness it. I work. So. I work. It's, it's a pretty decent sized complex. Um, mm. And it didn't happen in the part of the complex that I'm in. And Word. I actually heard about it on the news before I heard about it at the job. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That, it, it was wild. Yo, the nigga, man. So. And and I'm assuming you've heard it. Um, I, I don't hear it, but from some t- from time to time, the way the good folks from my area say the mm. words "to" and "you" don't sound like it sounds everywhere else. To you, <laughs> this nigga Charlemagne was going in on the two and you. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the, I mean, because the only. The, the the best description 
of a Maryland accent, I feel, is like a real Maryland accent. It's Snoop off the wire. Yes, 100%. That's a Baltimore accent. That, that is, is specifically a an African-American black Baltimore accent because the white one is different. <laughs> she said so weird. She, she the way she bend words is crazy. I, why you acting all stupid? Stupid. You acting stupid. <laughs> hey. I love it. Hey. I love it. I love it. So, I I got to think for accents anyway, but watching that show was like the illest shit to me when when you get a real I guess a real B more motherfucker on there. That and that was the only one like thing that I could always pick it with the wire is it like the everything was super authentic they had people there and places and my mom worked for baltimore city at the time and like, mm. it's in the building next to city hall so i saw her job all the time and the certain mm. kind of, a lot of the storylines that they dealt with actually really happened so yeah all yeah. that was super authentic which made the show dope however it was a bunch of new york niggas playing baltimore niggas like i That's love michael, i love michael k williams as an actor yeah, you from Brooklyn, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cheese, Wagstaff, Method Man, nigga, you know what I'm saying? All, but that's what happens, because, I mean, that's the same shit people were saying about Luke Cage. It was so many Jamaican accents, but it wasn't there none West Indian person up in that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. They always but, like English niggas to play West Indians. Facts. I mean, shit. Idris Elba. Yeah, go get them Brixton niggas if you're going to go there, you know what I mean? <laughs> get that nigga that was on them skates. Facts. Yo. Facts. <laughs> Facts. You don't know. <laughs> but that's that's what happens. I guess it's cheap labor. I don't know. One to set, we talking about TVs and music, and I'm pissed because the man Math is, is, he called out. Math called yo, out. Math called out. Late. That's the name of the episode, yo. Math called. Let me make a note of this. Because I will forget. I had a fire name I was going to make the episode last week and I forgot. Math called out. Because Math called out. And the problem was I wanted to ask him how he was feeling after. Because earlier this week, I guess he had finally watched Infinity War Friday? Something like that. Saturday. He was like we were, me and him were going back and forth for like a good thirty minutes Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning. And he was flabbergasted. He was, spoiler alert! <laughs> he was super devastated. If you ain't seen Infinity War, just click off. Yeah, click off of life because I mean it's it's, it's been out. Um, but yeah, it, it hit digital, and I guess man, I finally got the time to watch it. And you you would have thought his mama died. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I won't, I won't give away the ending. All I'll say is it's pretty much the same ending as the Sixth Sense. Facts, facts, facts. Everybody did. Whole squad, whole squad. <laughs> oh, you see them walking around now? They really did. Yeah, hundred percent. No, no. All the niggas did, and I he was really people. <laughs> oh, <But> he... snap! <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, he was devastated Saturday. Yeah. And then he was devastated Monday. Still, yeah. And I don't think I talked to him since. And then he dropped that text. So I guess he had to, you know, not think about that shit and, and th think some happy thoughts. So he said, oh, "Let me, let me, let, let me, let me go out on a on a date." Although this nigga is on Twitter talking about preseason football. So it's well to, to be honest. If you're going on a date, it's probably at a bar. There are probably TVs there. 
he's probably looking for a TV to. I don't want to say he's avoiding conversation, but you know how niggas be. Yo, Cal, would you call yourself a sports nigga? Uh, not as much as I used to be, but if I'm at a restaurant, like I was, me and my wife went to, uh, we went to the Bahamas recently. We had the, we flew into Orlando. Okay. So we spent a night going in and a night going out at the same hotel in Orlando. Um, when we got there and we got dinner, it was the first time I'd ever seen, what was that shit called? The big three. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I like the big three. I was, I was, I, I didn't realize it was a whole court that was half court. Yeah. I forget who was playing. Big Baby. Yes. I think was playing. And it was, I forget. That nigga's still on the NBA contract, I think, yo. And he was out there sweating. Yeah, 100%. He, he, <laughs> he was out there. Becoming Bigger Baby. Facts. And he, that's, a, that's a big nigga. He, he, was, he came into the league a big nigga, but he stayed. Yeah. I don't think he lost any weight. Um, but yeah, I was fascinated by that. I think, and the and the flip, the wild shit is on the way back, um, cause shit, we were mad delayed on our flight. So I think whatever time we landed in Orlando before we flew back to Jersey, it was way later than we were gonna. Mm. So when we finally sat down to eat, it was the X Games. It was niggas. Well, I should say niggas. White boys on bikes, riding on top of dirt, doing flips. White niggas. And yeah, white niggas, and all, and and it was there was some there was some real like middle America ass white niggas on there, like I feel like they grew up in the swamp. Mm. Some of them niggas, but it was that, and it was the the in Los Angeles when when that person tried to he held the fucking uh the was it not nah, the Trader Joe's? Okay. He did you hear about that story? Nah. My man, he shot. I think he sh- he was at home and shot at his grandma and his woman. I think he injured his grandmama, dipped from the house, and was on a police chase. Shooting at the police, got to uh, a Trader Joe's and had the whole Trader Joe's on lockdown. Wow! They was when we got there it was already on lockdown, but I think they had just started showing it. I don't know why I'm, t- I'm saying all this to say. If I'm at a bar, I'm at a restaurant, and sports is on, I'm into it. Like, and I, I do like a broad view of like the NBA and boxing and things like that. But I'm not like a every game, every weekend type of dude. So anymore. So I asked that because, like. I know niggas talk about boycotting the NFL, and and, and that's what's on. It's preseason football. Um, I I see niggas still talking about boycotting the NFL. Have you ever seen a nigga that, and I asked this uh, last night Mm. of a couple of, you know, the homies. Do you know anybody who likes the NFL as their first sport that said, I'm boycotting? I'm not watching. No, no. There were were guys when, when I was in... My, well, I say this, my biggest, like, unfollowing all of the sports phase was fourth, fifth grade, sixth okay. grade. Okay. There was, there was maybe one or two niggas back then who were football first. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one cat in particular who I know 
Um, he was a big. He was a Cowboys fan back then. Like I think he. Man. I'm rocking with him. He, he thought he was Emmett Smith back then. <laughs> um, Emmett Smith is mean, not a smart man. Um, no. <laughs> so that I'm was a, all we. You know, full dis- full disclosure. I am a Cowboy fan. Word. However, one of my best friends in the world. Shout out to uh, Junior Varsity. Um, huh. It's from Pensacola, where Emmett is from, uh, where he mm. went to Escambia High School. And yeah. he said, like, that in that nigga high school classes, they was uh, cutting stuff out with the uh, with the rounded end scissors. Wow. Yeah, wow. they said well, Emmett is not a smart man. He is not. I mean, th- he's probably one of those guys, so that they realized early, could just play. Yeah. So they, they pushed that nigga. His nigga's you know, a savant. Yeah, <laughs> he can run with that ball. Um, but uh, I'm not a smart man, Jenny, I know. <laughs> to get that nigga the ball, he he, he coasted. Um, but yeah, I I never knew too many people who were like football first. Yeah, it was always basketball. I know some guys who are really boxing first before everything else. I love boxing too. Now I I, I was a big f- boxing fan. Um, shit. I've, around the time I stopped getting HBO on the regular, it was, it, part of it was because, like, all right, The Wire is over. Sopranos is dead. I can't keep watching Klitschko fight all the time. Yeah. The niggas killed the heavyweight division, too. But both of those, those brothers, they just held those belts, and I just, I couldn't rock with it. Yep. I mean, for, for people who are listening... We're going to get to wrestling in a minute. (laughs) I promise you, we will talk about what happened this week. But, yeah, I I know basketball first. I know boxing first. And I think I, me, as I try and keep my eyes on all that stuff, especially for the fuckery. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love to be able to watch what was happening last week. The uh, the 50 Cent Floyd Mayweather (laughs) social media beef. Because then I could be like, yo... I remember when Floyd's boy killed his, killed his wife and then killed himself over, I guess the dude said that the wife was smashing Trey Song, but Fifth said that really the wife was smashing Floyd Mayweather. Like, I, yeah. I, have, to, I have to keep abreast of that fuckery. But uh, I don't know. That was rough. The, the, I mean... I I will say this. While I respect 50 Cent's Petty, Mm -hmm. I could not... That shit, that scenario is why I could never be friends with a 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, That's the thing. When when Floyd clapped back with, like, the uh, my my watch is worth more than your net worth or something like that, I was like... I liked it because it was the underdog winning for a second. And it sounds weird to call Floyd Mayweather an underdog. However, Facts. against 50 and you going back and forth on social media, yeah. you're the underdog. You're punching up. Yeah. Word. Damn. Although, I mean, realistically, fuck that nigga. Oh, that yeah. nigga, could, he couldn't read a transcript of this podcast right now. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he had a little <laughs> And again, shouts out to the Breakfast Club for exposing Charlemagne specifically for exposing this nigga's illiteracy. Hey, Charlemagne, I ain't like how you making fun of my town, buddy. Well, he's from what? He's from a wild spot. He's like Wadahoochee, North Carolina, yo. 
it's, it's something. Well, maybe South Carolina. I think it's from South it's, Carolina. It's South Carolina. If you mention South Carolina on the podcast, he'll immediately say the name of the city. But and he'll say that the population is mad tiny. I just can't think of the name of it right now, and I don't feel like going to nigga Google. Um, all right, so brother Matt, wherever you are, I hope you're feeling better. I hope you're drinking away the pain of uh, Thanos taking out all your brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> now, this week in wrestling wasn't that crazy but there were a, I feel like there were a couple of solid moments that went down and, and some other fuck shit mm-hmm. um, and we'll get to I, I finally got to watch the only thing I watched on NXT was Keith Lee we'll talk about that in a minute hmm. I'm glad and shouts out to him for after his match looking at the hard camera and being like yo I'm home hmm. I love that but yeah, I, I, I peeped that. My, I, cause I was watching that with my son and I peeped that. My son was just wilding because, I mean, fuck it. We'll talk about it now. Yeah. Keith Lee, we've been talking about him on the podcast for a minute. I feel like I haven't even known about this man's backstory until maybe a year ago. Um, but he, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of those true indie darlings. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that he's black and like legit 355 from Wichita Wichita Falls, Texas. Mm. I feel I like I had to run the school both ways, yo. <laughs> fact. Fact. It's dope because I feel like you know, this year we lost Vader. Yeah. And aside from Bam Bam Bigelow, Vader was like one of the most you know, high-flying, agile heavyweights. Right. Now, the th- the difference is, though, like, those are big niggas, but Keith They're Lee super a big, big nigga, but he wasn't like a, he ain't a fat nigga. Facts. Facts. He's just, he's a, a he's a stocky. That nigga built like a carnival tough guy. Yeah, 6'6", 355, he, he wears his weight well. Yeah. Pause. That like, might be a pause. He looked like he wears himself well. I right, somewhere in there. I don't know, but um, it, it's a little strange language. Um, <laughs> now he he's um, I guess I I don't know what he start. He's been wrestling since February two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they said he played college ball. Um, they said he was he was playing ball in Texas, and I guess he quit football to be a pro wrestler. Um. Now, Wikipedia is wild because Wikipedia is, they literally only have shit on him from 2017 on up. But, I mean, he's been in ROH. Uh, Watching NXT this week, they said that this was his third time in the WWE. And they eat. Because he did something um, at a uh, uh, Access, right? I think, yeah, yeah. Earlier this year, he was there, but he was still. I don't know, wherever he was, he's been floating around, but yeah, I think he still had contracted dates before he was dipping from them to go to the Performance Center, which he did, which I believe the photos of him going to the Performance Center was only from like three weeks ago. I feel like I was, I was, it was towards the end of July, because I feel like I was just going into the Bahamas when I saw the 
the crowd shot, like the the shot of the, the twelve or fourteen the jacket. Facts, yeah. facts. Um, but it was interesting because they said that his catchphrase "Bask in My Glory" was given to him by Dusty Rhodes. Really? That that's what if you if go back and watch the NXT, go back to the network and watch that NXT. It's it's literally what. Once he gets into the ring, before he does the the the, the, the black fist and, and the and the thumb point at himself, mm-hmm. they mentioned that Bask in My Glory was something that he got. They called Dusty his mentor. Hmm. I don't I don't know how I'd have to look and see how true that is. Um, in a perfect world, we could talk to Keith Lee on the podcast. Maybe I'm speaking that to existence. We'll find out. Um, Maybe he'll come through the Empire for media. Facts. I mean, shit. I would love to. Damn. Get back on the network. My nigga Cal trying to get back on the network already. <laughs> I did. I mean, I had a, I had a couple of shit. I had a couple of really good conversations with uh, random WWE guys in uh, button down shirts and dress pants when they came to the office that one day for Elias. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you can talk about. No, okay. and it's not. It's not like they've emailed me since. Right, right, right. You know this shit dropped, but uh, you know I told them, no, I'm here. You know people I know. I know people you know. We we rock with the same type of stuff. Let a nigga know, but I don't know. I don't want to push them because I am kind of critical of them. Okay. But also, I don't want to rock the boat. I guess. Right. Um, is is the thing, yeah, but uh, anyway, job. facts, facts, or just like mess up, you know, potential network. You never know yeah, what you yeah. get from people, so I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too thirsty. So I don't want to be. Let me let up? me be honest though. I think talk they, they kind of like that. Um, I want to say maybe two thousand two thousand one. I was working. Uh, I was working as a waiter in a hotel, right? Word word. And um. Right out of, outside of BWI Airport, that's where everybody flies into Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So, I was working at the Courtyard by Marriott, um, and all both both promotions at the time would stay at that hotel. Word. At pay-per-views at uh, Baltimore Arena, at, where they held the uh, Great American Bash. Word. For classic. Right. So, they also, um, I can't remember what, it was a, it was a WWE pay-per-view in town, and... They um they they were all over the hotel. Uh, I saw Undertaker at like four in the morning when I was setting up uh, the breakfast buffet. Um, Crazy. It was a wild time, right? So I think his name is like Jack Lanza, Jack something. Um, one that of the security right. niggas. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sitting there like, yo, I recognize you from being like one of the niggas that always break up the fights. And he, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was like, yeah, that's me. Uh, uh. and I was like, yo. <laughs> What's up with some tickets, my nigga? Word, word. Yo, cuz took my my name, wrote it down on it. Was matter of fact, it was a SmackDown they were in town for. Um, mm. and yo took my name, wrote it down on a napkin, and said your name would be a will call. You know what I'm saying? Just show up tonight. And the nigga wow. left me two t- tickets. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's kind of an ego stroke when they get recognized. Yeah. It was like it was like him, um, uh, Pat Patterson. Gerald Briscoe and another guy I didn't recognize. 
Um, and they were talking, the funny ill part is they were sitting there talking about Triple H and his work ethic. And this was nowhere near when Triple H was, was becoming, you know, that guy yet. You know, this was back yeah. in 2000, 2001. And they were ago. talking about, yo, this nigga just, and they, the way they talked about him, it, it came true. You knew. Right. But but yeah. I, I say all that to say, you, 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 if you, you know, yeah, I recognize you. You know what I'm mm. saying? It strokes their ego. They're like, oh, yeah, nigga, I got you. I will call. They got, got a couple tickets for you. Okay. Okay. Maybe I should. I mean, shit. SummerSlam is coming up. Yeah. But, uh, hold on one second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it would make sense, but I don't know. It's weird. It's just a weird position to be in because I can. When it comes to like WWE content, I just I don't want to blur the lines too crazy to like they feel like oh because I did this for you you got to do X Y Z for me you know what I'm right, saying like right. we still got to keep I mean and it's for both sides they need to be separate in what they're doing I need to be separate in what I'm doing you know not yeah I don't know they neither of us on each other's payroll so right and it's 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 also weird as a man sometimes to admit you're a fan of another man. Um, Big facts. Last year, Big facts. last year, uh, uh, DJ friend of mine who does a lot of promotions and one of his partners is WWE, like locally. So he gives away like a lot of WWE tickets. So he was doing something for his kid's birthday, and so his uh, liaison with with WWE actually let him um, bring uh, his his son and I guess almost like a birthday party, maybe like. Five, five to eight boys with him, mm-hmm. and Word. come back. Well, not you know backstage, and they get got to meet like superstars. So like, but it, it wasn't like you just got to you know roam the back. They put you in this room. Um, it was funny. The mayor of Baltimore said he was there, and we're <laughs> sitting in that chilling, and all of a sudden, oh, new day. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Very dope situation, man. How. I'm a huge. I'm a mark. I'm. I'm on New Day Mark at that time too. Word, word. I had to had to take it easy. It must. You gotta. T- you easy. gotta. You. You gotta tuck your chill. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's crazy. I fuck. Yeah, it was, fuck. It was a wild little experience. Is that? I feel like, and it's. It's. I guess it's funny because. To the mainstream, people wouldn't react to a new day or someone else like that. Or even realize that, like, these guys, not matter of fact, you know, the fact that they're wrestling 300 plus days out the year, yeah. people don't even understand that. But then to be like, yo, these guys, not only are they doing this week in, week out, but they've got tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of fans who would lose their shit if they walked into a room. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to think. Maybe maybe that's why, you know, the people who know the Dave Meltzer of the world know that, you know, pro wrestling is just one of the oldest attractions. You know, it's it's gonna be hard to think. it's what? They always say the drug game the prostitution game. Those are, those are like forever businesses. I think that, that was, what was that for? Was that Sopranos? There's one, there's one first episode of a season in the Sopranos where they're losing money and they're like, yo, 
there's only a couple of businesses that last throughout, you know, everything. It's our thing, and it's the prostitution. I feel like pro wrestling is up there. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about main attractions, like people screaming at the gate, you hear about pro wrestling in the early 1900s. Yeah. Early. And who knows what was going I mean, they don't talk about Greco-Roman shit for nothing. Mm-hmm. They was over there across a whole ocean. But I don't know. It's, we got off on a wild tangent. We was talking about the homie Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, Keith has been, like I said, I feel like me personally, it was a dead spin article that dropped sometime last year. And I mind you, we've been doing this. This is the 81st episode of the Black Wrestling Podcast. Terrell um, episode. Facts, facts. So we, we've literally been doing this for a year and eight months. Um, it was it was maybe like last July. It was a there was a Deadspin article about Keith Lee. Like, yo, who is this yoked up nigga yeah. doing flips over the top rope and all this stuff? Like he his indie pedigree has been certified. He's been in Evolve. He, he was the, doing the pro- biggest uh, flippy nigga of all time. Big facts. Big facts. Um, what? Just looking at his uh, his career stats, he was number a hundred on the top five hundred singles wrestlers on the PDO, PWI five hundred in twenty seventeen. Um, he was the Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Champion once. Um, he held the Inspire uh, Pro Pure Prestige Championship. Fucking tongue twister. Hmm. Um, he got a he got a five star match from uh, Dave Meltzer back in September of last year versus a uh, Donovan Dijak. Um, I mean he's just he's been that nigga literally on the indie scene. Um, like you said earlier, he was at Access earlier this year. Um, he was kind of on the low. I guess he was, you know, just working the rest of his indie dates before going to. Um, yeah, they're saying that on May 1st, it was announced that he signed a contract. Um, he was at the NXT TakeOver in Chicago this past June, and uh, he made his in-ring debut. They, they taped this in July, but it dropped this week, August 8th. Keith Lee came in against a nigga named Marcel Barthel. Yo, he's supposed um, to be a, a, a decent uh, indie nigga, too. He, no, he that one... What was it? The step up Enziguri that he did. Mm-hmm. He, he he showed something like I I I wasn't expecting Keith Lee's first match to be this much of a back and forth, but I liked it. I ended up liking the match, and I realized that he's he's good at selling. You know, for a big dude that's mad agile and literally will just shove the shit out of people. Coming at him, he's a great seller. He's got, I mean, pause. He's got great facials. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows how to work oh. with the crowd. <laughs> he knows how to work with the crowd. Yeah, um, but he got, and, and he didn't show a lot. But he he was doing a lot of, you know, leapfrogging. He was doing a. He, he was he was getting his agility in. He hit a he hit a dope uh, drop kick in the match. I kind of wish he had something more than that jackhammer as a finisher. 
but I I I was overall impressed with his debut on NXT. Yeah, I mean it's everything. I think you just start working out, and you you're seeing what works right now, um, mm-hmm. and what works on TV. And I think that's, you're 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 learning about who he is. And and they say, man, he he has the potential. His ceiling is crazy. They say, yes. um, they say he can do everything. Um, but however, we do have a a complete shortage of. WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So I don't know what his ceiling is. I do think his advanced age is going to work for him as far yeah. as getting to the uh, main roster quickly. Word works. He's he's currently he'll be thirty four in November. Right. And I mean, just to put that into perspective, let me just. He's he's getting close to that 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 forty club. Like AJ Styles is forty one right now. I think Brock Lesnar's a hair away from being forty-one. Nigga, I think that that um, that that SmackDown main event is thirty-one and forty-nine. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, is forty-one and thirty-nine. I think Samoa Joe is like thirty-nine. Yeah. So I mean, if yeah. I, I I I just in I mean with Vince knowing that Vince loves big dudes, that might be a pause as well. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Keith Lee is not going to be on an NXT roster that long. If he's not on the WWE main roster by the beginning of the year, I'll be surprised. I would love it if, uh, and I'm going I'm to at the nigga on social media today. Um, I would love if Mark Henry were to take that nigga up on his wing. Yo, wait, hold up. Let me pull it up because Mark Henry, I don't, I don't care about. If someone were to talk to me about stats with the Black Wrestling Podcast, I wouldn't care. Because under the Keith Lee post on our Instagram, Mark Henry, the Mark Henry said, I love this man. Hmm. With an exclamation point, with man in all caps. And I also just realized that the ref of that match with uh, Keith Lee and that Marcel Barthel was a black dude. Yeah. And he looked like somebody uncle. Okay. Like he might have had... He might have had a pint of E and J in the back of his uh. Yo, <laughs> he had to get right. He had to get right. He do everything um, like all his measurements of town uh, measurements of time is like roundabout. <laughs> I'll be there in roundabout uh fifteen minutes. Roundabout uh half hour take me there and uh. <laughs> uh not, not about, a, about a half of this bottle. I'll be there. And be there in about a half of this bottle. Um. <laughs> but yeah, shouts out to Keith Lee. Um. Dope performance this week. Hopefully, love Mark uh, Henry. Hate that hat. Facts, facts. Um, um, well, that's the other question. It's like because we're talking about takeover. Um, Keith Lee, will he be wrestling at takeover this year? He has to be. Some type of exhibition, right? Yeah, he. They they put him. They got to put him in there. They actually might. I would bring someone down, like a uh, a uh, uh, perfect ten. Uh, Tyler Breeze. I, I Tyler would Breeze. In, yeah. I would say you put him in with the flippy nigga, right? You got to put him in mm-hmm. with the flippy nigga to, to to really show him off as a nigga that can do flippy stuff. Word. But it has Word. to be a smaller guy. It has to be because yeah. you, have to, like, you have to realize. Wait a minute, this nigga this big doing this? Word. Because Word. They, they, yeah. they're, they're, him and, and and Ono would be cool. Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah, the guy just... that they use to kind of show people off. Word. But because Word. 
Ono's or oh, uh, uh, Chris Hero's kind of a, a big dude that can work a smaller style. I mm-hmm. think it would kind of cancel out with Keith Lee. So I, I yeah. think put him in with a smaller. I think the perfect ten would actually be a really good match for him. Yeah, I mean, just, just optics, just looking at him wrestling, you it would be dope to see him with a Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Tyler Breeze on the outside, and Keith Lee's just like, fuck it. Let me hit these ropes and then just do a damn swan dive over this other side, like on some Undertaker shit, but I've got like 50 pounds on Undertaker or whatever the fuck. And I'm going to make it over. Big, big facts. Now, there, there's only, I'm looking at, you know, going to nigga Google, there's only five matches currently booked for uh, NXT Brooklyn or NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, mm-hmm. um, which is the Saturday before SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, coming up, what, that's a week? God damn. Yeah. It's just coming kind of soon. So, I mean, you know, if they wanted to, it would make sense, um, I guess, before we go into some other stuff. It does look like Aleister Black is off of TakeOver. Yes. Um, I think that was the plan the whole time. Makes sense. Because you saw what they replaced him with, right? Who? Johnny Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gargano's taking on Chomp. So we're getting another Gargano. Come on, that was the plan the whole time. That's been the beef for the last couple of takeovers. So, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, because they did a whole big thing about... uh, Black getting getting beat the fuck out of outside of uh, the show this week. Yeah, they've been working on um, the angle. I, I kept getting alerts all day. We got the yeah, like a lot footage. It's funny. I I just I just got this Google Pixel too, and it took me. I, I guess I forgot that the WWE had an app, so I feel like I've only had this app on for the last two or three weeks, and that app is mad. Just like yo, nigga, <laughs> something's happening in pro wrestling right now. You need to know. Don't don't have that app. Don't don't have your phone out when pro wrestling is on because they will let you know everything that is going on. Don't be yo. Don't decide to watch Raw a little bit late like I always do. Like I watch, <laughs> I start watching, I start watching Raw at like ten on my DVR, and then from the beginning, and then like it, it'll push notifications. It'll give me like push notifications like the match you're watching ended, and this would happen. Like come yeah, on, son. Yeah, what am I doing? yeah. Just, just throw the phone, throw the whole phone away. Yeah, absolutely. Throw the whole phone away. Um, all right, so fuck this. We talked about Keith Lee. Um, I guess we should go in the raw. Just fuck it. We'll just go down the top. Uh, before um, that, did you see the announcement they made today? Uh, the about historic. Um, that the, we're gonna get the first, and and I I believe I may have called this. I didn't call it on on, on a raw, but. Um, Renee Young is going to call a, an entire episode of Raw this week. Yeah, this Monday. Yeah, I guess she's the first woman. She's making history on Monday Night Raw um, as the first woman to do commentary throughout an entire show. It looks like Coachman's not going to be on the show, so she's... It makes sense. You know, I was... Um, she did the, the whole Paul Heyman interview this week, and she can... She can that was a lot. Nigga. We'll talk. We, we'll probably talk about that next. Heyman got her, yo. Like, <laughs> there was a point where Heyman was being so good that she got emotional, and it was what could she say? Like, literally, that, my man, he looked, he looked like he hadn't slept since last week, mm-hmm. and I don't know 
if he had to do drugs. I don't know if he just didn't sleep. His eyes were so crazy looking. Yeah. Hey, like, honestly, to get that effect right there, somebody just could have hit that nigga with some pepper spray right before he went on. Facts. Facts. Like, yo, come here real quick. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so good. He's, I mean, it's, he's one of those personalities that I've watched since I've been a pro wrestling fan. I remember Paulie Dangerously with the fucking brick cell phone. I, I remember him wrestling uh, Missy Hyatt at a Great yes. American Bash. Yes, yes, yes. And but and he was good in that role. He was great, especially him and Jim Ross on on, on commentary. That was one of my favorite lineups back in the day. But he he took it to a different level with ECW. You could tell that he was not only passionate about pro wrestling, but he knew how to sell you. And for some reason over the years, he's just gotten better. And now he's at the point where it's just like, yo, why this man not in Hollywood? Goat talk, nigga. Let, let, this, let this man make some movies because he, he, he knows his character. He don't need a script. No. Give him two or three points and he's gone. And he's he's only coming in every now and again. I think that's about to change the way things look. I mean, you want to get into that part of it? Um, Go ahead. So, did you see like the um, the WWE exclusive uh, after that interview? I did not watch. I saw there was another another unaired thing, but yeah, I didn't watch that. So basically, during the interview, he's like, "Yo, this nigga is more sadistic, more violent," and I know the WWE didn't like this word violent. Um, uh-huh. Than he's ever been. There's no way Roman Reigns beats him, right? After the interview, he's still kind of talking to himself. And then at one point, he says, There's no way he beats him. Unless. Oh. And Renee oh. Young's like, Unless what, nigga? Unless what? <laughs> nah. Don't worry be, about it. Never mind. Forget I said that. Forget I said that. The, blah, the good blah, journalist blah. that she is. Yeah. Immediately in my mind, I'm like, Paulie, like, unless I show this nigga the diverticulitis punch that we had learned Facts. from the UFC, nigga. Facts. And I teach that the wrong reins, the diverticulitis <laughs> punch, yo. You got to learn the diverticulitis punch, man. I'm, I'm proud of myself for getting through that word three times successfully. And I'm sorry. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And he gonna teach you to Roman Reigns. And then he like I said, yo, he gonna step over that nigga Brock Lesnar like Samuel Jackson did in Great White Hype. And I I could say diverticulitis, but I couldn't th- get through Jackson. <laughs> um it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Damn. That's good. They are yo, Paulie is the GOAT, like talker. Yeah, yeah. He 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 needs to be in the Hall of Fame. When he decides to hang it up, put him in the I Hall of Fame the next day. Just put him in now, yo. Just put him in now. It ain't yeah. no telling, you know what I'm saying, what could happen, you know what I mean, with wrestling niggas, man. So I say put him in now. He's done so Word. much for the sport. Um, he, he, he made a whole nother, uh, he made internet wrestling popular. He made Fast. Breaking Kayfabe popular. This nigga uh, 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 was your SmackDown writer. And made y'all niggas pop when y'all was getting stale because you didn't have any competition. This nigga is one of the most important niggas in wrestling history. 
Facts. Facts. All facts. All I say, facts. I say put that nigga in, man. Right now. Pause. Put that nigga it's... in all of them. <laughs> all facts. All facts. I don't think... Uh, it might be bold, but it's hard to think about what a pro wrestler, especially like an internet wrestling fan is today. I don't think that would exist without a Paulie Heyman, a Paulie Dangerously, a Paul Heyman, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He made that. He had, I mean, ECW, Joey Styles was hired, if I'm not mistaken, or he at least he worked on the ECW website before WWF had one, before WCW had one. And they had, I mean, because it, because they were smaller, they had to have an active fan base, but they were able to have that before, you know, 10, shit, 12 years before that was even a real thing. I don't know. That man found a way to get the NWA to be like, yo, we want to fuck. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm one of them niggas. I was watching all of the wrestling. Anytime there was wrestling on TV, I knew what time it was on. I was watching it. Tuesdays at 6 o'clock, I had Eastern Championship Wrestling on. Wow. I, rem- I remember when they had the NWA Heavyweight Championship Tournament in ECW, and Shane Douglas was well, like, you Shane know what? won it, and it was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. this. Yeah. He said, he's... Fuck this title. Now, listen, I mean, if you go to not the not the WWE ECW documentary, if you go to the Forever Hardcore, I think it's a two C two DVD set. Um, there's a whole conversation about like these backdoor deals or it was like, you know, Heyman was talking to, to Todd Gordon. Todd Gordon was like, yo, we're going to be cool. We're going to do this. And then on the other side, Heyman was like, yo, Shane, throw that fucking belt. Don't even... <laughs> piss on that stuff. We ain't even worrying about that. This is going to make headlines. And sure enough, whenever the early Extreme Championship Wrestling episodes would come on, it would always end with Shane holding that mic, holding that NWA belt, and then just throwing that shit. And be like, yo, we extreme. This is what we're about. Like, it was it was mind-blowing. Is Shane Douglas the J Electronica of wrestling? Wow. Wow. Maybe. Well... I think the only difference between Shane and Jay Electronica he is see Shane working program. Shane actually did he, he Shane did more work in pro wrestling than Jay Electronica did in hip hop. That's a fact. I and the thing is, if you go back, if you go to rockthedub.com and search for Jay Electronica, I was not drinking the Kool Aid on this man. I and I fucked with all the exhibits, all the exhibits he dropped. I was raw. Exhibit C, you can't deny Exhibit C. That's a classic hip-hop song. This nigga said, I'm J-Leg Yarmulke. Hey. Like, come on, fam. Like, but... I, I would like to... Let me... You know what, though? It, to not to, to kind of escape being a prisoner in a moment, I wonder if I could hear that over a different beat because Just Blaze put all ten toes yeah. and his feet yeah. in that beat, nigga. <laughs> he, was, he was ten toes down in that beat? Yeah, 100%. I think... It was the perfect rhymes for the perfect beat at that time. Mm. Especially when you're talking about how the fl- it was a lot of Lil Wayne at that time. It was a lot of coming out of snap rap, all that stuff. Like it was, The mainstream was big on 
trash. And it still kind of is. It was. I mean, I guess that's always how it is. The mainstream was trash, and but he there was like the perfect verses with the perfect underground, just hard drums, that damn sample. It was everything. It was everything. But he ain't done nothing bigger than that. Yeah. When you think. Jay Electronica was on, he had the third verse on control. Yep. <laughs> How crazy is that? And he's been around, yo, for, for some big moments and really hadn't, he just hasn't left that, that, that fingerprint. Um, and it's funny that we're doing that comparison, though, because Paul E's fingerprint on wrestling, yo, is undeniable. Um, right Word. now, him and Jericho are, are sitting at that that Mount Rushmore. Those are the two yeah. faces um, that should be on Mount, Mount Rushmore. Maybe, maybe we'll put Stone Cold and The Rock on there too. But that's it, man, for me. Uh, as as far as uh, Mount Rushmore, um, did any Stone Cold? Wait, 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 wait. Stone Cold, yeah. The Rock, Jericho, and Heyman. Yep, that's it. I like that. I can't deny that. Yeah. Hell, I think 19 years ago this week was when Jericho debuted in the WWE. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's they ran that. Best debuts of all time, too. It was amazing. That Y2, that, that, that oh, Y2K. The countdown. And he, de- he debuted during a rock promo. That's how big they thought of him at that time. It was, and it was genius. I mean, and, and that's a real Monday Night War moment. Yeah. Because Jericho, at, at the, at, Jericho was always good. Uh-huh. And he had a lot of memorable moments in WCW, but they didn't give a fuck about him. And him going to the WWE and getting that type of push, uh-huh. monumental. Monumental. Them niggas was tight. <laughs> was wild tight. Yeah. Um, did anything up. else of note happen on Raw? Um, I think the biggest thing, the thing that they hyped throughout the night was Ronda Rousey's first Raw match. Yeah. Now, I felt bad for Alicia Fox. I didn't. She's terrible. <laughs> She's, She's terrible. She's terrible. She, I mean, I, I will say. She's a diva. She's not a women's wrestler. Well, that's the, that's the that's the problem. That's the thing. All right, we mentioned this weeks ago when they talked about evolution being brought up. We knew that at at some point they were going to have to be having women's matches be the main event. They have to sell this pay per view in October. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I Coachman's not going to be there, so Renee's going to step up. But trust me, Renee stepping up to be. A comment on the commentary team for a whole raw. It's history for women in the sport, and they're going to plug Evolution as much as they can through her. Absolutely. Which, you know, positive and negative, whatever the case may be. Um, that's similar. You know, Alexa Bliss gets on the mic at the end of the show. She's like sincerely thanking Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Uh, bye, Alicia. <laughs> I mean, what, what when they were talking about like Alicia's big moments in her career, I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, y'all niggas wilding. Y'all niggas is selling. Y'all, y'all are doing a great job. Y'all are doing y'all. a great job. 
I don't care. But it's it's just like they could have done that with a Bella and it'd been a different story. Yeah. But it's 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 the t- the timing made it be Alicia Fox and don't forget Alicia got into some some static with uh Ronda Rousey's husband. Yes, in real life. In real life in around room. WrestleMania. In the case. So uh in 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 the kayfabe or outside of kayfabe, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was it was definitely IRL. So I I'm gonna assume that some of those hits that she took, some of these slamming into the rings and the damn you know, did Alicia tap out so quick because she, she really locked in that armbar? Or did she just know that she she's giving her room? Yeah. Um, she was throwing her around, son. Them judo she flip, was. Them judo flips. I mean, because it ain't Whoa. a whole lot to Alicia Fox. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's not a healthy girl. Um, no. She doesn't really have a whole lot to her. She her belly button sticks lady. out. She was, throwing her, she was throwing her by her joints, man. Um, Facts. They look like, painful. They look she, painful. She's ragdoll, my nigga. Ragdoll. But, I mean, and I, I saw, because there, there were quotes about Dave Meltzer who were like, yo, don't forget that not, and it's, it's not to take anything off of Ronda. Ronda's doing a great job in the position she's in. But realize that the matches, because the WWE wants to make sure that Ronda's seen in a certain light, she's on that Sting Undertaker practice regimen where it's like all week. I'm good. From what Mel Meltzer was saying, I'm going to assume that all week it was Rousey. And Alicia Fox in the ring in the performance center working on this match. Absolutely. Which I mean, I can't be mad at it. Nah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, that's logical. Is you can't bury you don't want to bury any of your legit stars, um, but you because whoever she's wrestling um, for her first her first fight on TV, she's mm-hmm. got to wash. Yes. Yes, and the, and the other the other thing is that she her mile twenty two that movie that's coming out with Mark Wahlberg that's coming out next week. Oh, yeah. You know, she's doing so much. I think it's hard for her to be. I mean, she can't be on the road, right? You know, this is going to be one of those films where she was in New York, I think, a week or two ago. The fucking press tour for that could be taking her to Bangkok or fucking China or wherever. Like, she's that type of star. Yeah. She's going to have to do the circuit. So, she can't do the, all right, we're going to five cities this week. Bet we're going to do these matches. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, she just, her career's not built for that. And it, I think the benefit is the fact that. While she has these matches, she looks good. Yeah, she she knows her role. I kind of wish Natalia wasn't in the ring, and I rock with Natalia. Yeah. Every time I but every time I saw Natalia in the ring, I was like, "Wait, is Natalia going to hit her?" I was just waiting for her to beat her. But I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we do. De- we definitely do not trust Natalia. No, I, I don't think you can. At some point, they're going to scrap. Absolutely. 
at some point it's going to be a problem. Um, yeah, but aside from that match, the only other, I mean, aside from, uh, you know, some, I'm a Liv Morgan stand. So I was into the whole riot squad, Sasha Banks, Bailey match with Ruby riot coming back. Mm-hmm. Although in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing. Um, unless, unless there is, it's a build for that, uh, Divas, or I'm sorry, women's uh, tag team. <laughs> I'm assuming so. Although, Yo, um, I am a mark for the big, um, uh, uh, uh LeBron Strowman spots, and I liked him lifting that stage and f- flipping it over the niggas. I was trying to figure out, like, was that stage? Was it built away? Because, because. At some point, it's not like he was sitting. He wasn't laying under the stage, right? I I don't know how. Like I, that there was there was some area between the stage and the curtain mm-hmm. to where somebody smart would be like, "Yo, that big nigga's right there. He's about to pick up the stage." Yeah. Like I wasn't. I, I was watching the TV. I'm like, I don't know where he would have been placed. To be out of sight to then pick up the whole stage and throw fat ass Kevin Owens, mm. big ass Jinder Mahal, and then whatever the name of the Jinder Mahal nigga is, the like Jinder Mahal nigga uh, Esquire <laughs> is his name. <laughs> and that was that was a feat. That was a feat. Mm-hmm. But I guess this, this is all this just meaning that LeBron's gonna lose that that briefcase. Yeah, I got a feeling. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I'd have to let me look. Looking at this gif, yeah, the, it's hard to tell. I couldn't tell if they like if there was a false bottom or if it was bigger. Shit, but I had to hold some niggas' weight, so I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's hard to tell how that stage was built. Just Magnus, Magnus in the stage over. Like, was it a hollow stage and he just flipped that joint over? Because it looks even when they showed the the shots from the back of the stage that they were on. It was already when LeBron was lifting it up, so it was hard to tell. They had a little hydraulic joint just tipping. Yeah, I, I was looking for that too. I was trying to see if there was some type of lift, hydraulic lift or something up under the stage. Um, I'm trying, what else was on this show? I think that's. I mean, from Raw, <laughs> I, I honestly I can't think of anything that was. I mean, you. you Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley embarrassed himself, but yeah, that nigga, man. Get that nigga out. hello, I am Elias. Yeah. <laughs> I got a TV crew. I was on I was on TV last week with Cal. Yo, yeah, I, w- I was on the network for like two point five seconds. Hey. And the sad part is, this is the problem. When I'm on complex videos and I'm on shit, I say complex. When I'm on videos for the Empire, yeah. niggas always call me Shook Knight, which I get. Really? Why? Well, I mean, a bald head nigga with a beard and glasses. Oh, just aesthetics, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, I see that guy. Man, I thought you might have been beat niggas. Yo, niggas got yo niggas got to write to that Andreas Hale article because he hung wow. over the banister. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> over the banister like Big Red. That's terrible. Um, nah, but um, so I get that a lot on Empire videos. 
and I definitely had a comment. There was a couple of comments that stuck out to me. The one was, yo, Elias is getting interviewed by Suge Knight. The other <laughs> one, someone said, Elias, after the interview, they said Elias should have walked back into the room and hit the complex guy with a chair or something. And then someone said DJ Academic should have done an interview, which I don't Nigga. know. I don't know. I, I I feel like Academics is a fake pro wrestling fan. Like he he rocks some t-shirts, but I don't think he's really into pro wrestling nah, like that. Ain't in, he's too young to care about anything. Facts. Facts. Except for like Takashi or Jesus, don't even, don't even. Oh, I, 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 I will not have a conversation about Takashi on this. Nigga, I have no idea. I don't know anything about that nigga enough to have any conversations about. Good. Except without get, with, <laughs> without getting too in depth about this guy, there was one day where he tried to come into the office and be like, "Yo, why y'all write this about me?" Uh-oh. And nigga was just looking at him like, "Yo, what are you talking about? Like, you know who you are, right?" Girl, Get out of here. <laughs> you, you Bitch, bye. In fact, facts. Now, I will be honest. I've not seen much of SmackDown this week. I watched the Hulu version. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm running through it now. Trying to Yo, see what was worth I'll, it. I'm going to be honest. Both... Zelina Vega and Lana are doing decent work, yo. Which, that's one of the things that struck me from watching the show, is first of all, Zelina Vega's tiny. Um, yeah, she's a little woman. But getting better. Lana In the ring? Is, yes. Lana Word. is getting better. That's good. So I think I saw something that they're supposed to have a match at SummerSlam. Well, they've been going back and forth in, in, in the last couple of weeks. Word. Um, we didn't get a bad uh, Shinsuke uh, R-Truth, who I found out this week is supposedly Vinnie Mac's man. What? R-Truth? Yeah, that's supposed to be Vince McMahon's dude. Like, that's his guy. Like, not to push, but like, that's his buddy. That's his boy. Yeah. Hey. the guy. Wow. Nigga, but but for, like based off of what? Just because he's been around for so long? I don't know, but the niggas—they just say they're the niggas supposed to be cool. Wait, is our truth the, the longest tenured wrestler on WWE? He might be. God dang it! Let's see. Hold when, on. when was that nigga K Quick? A while ago. Let me let me. I'm I'm looking up on nigga Google right now. All right. Uh, a, mo- a couple of months of Sundays. <laughs> he was in the WWE initially. Wait, what is Memphis Championship Wrestling? Why is this under WWE? Oh, they were a territory. They were a developmental territory. Yeah. So he was he was in MCW back in '99. Hey. He hit the main he hit the main roster in 2000 as K Quick with uh, Road Dog. Mm. Um, he was there until 2002. Um. Then he went to TNA. He was and he was a whole NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Wow. And shout out to to Mike Sempervivi because he was right. If you try and Google image search a non blurry image of our truth with that NWA title, you can't find one. Wow. 
You cannot find one. And I don't know I don't know whose fault that is. I'm gonna put it on TNA for not taking good pictures of their NWA champion. But yeah. Um he didn't return to the WWE until two thousand and eight. Wow. So Vince has known this man at the at least almost twenty years. Yeah, at least ten years, if not oh, almost eighteen, nineteen years. Hey. I'm trying to think like who's on the active roster right now that would have been here longer. Kane's a mayor. He gone. Undertaker's sometimey. Yep, he gone. When did John Cena start? I want to say Cena's like oh four or five or something like that, right? That makes sense. That makes sense. So even still, if John Cena's debut, his debut was 99, but he wasn't in, he wasn't in, that was like some random shit. He wasn't in, facts, facts. He wasn't Ohio Valley until 2000. Okay. So him and, him and Ron, uh, Ron Killings, R-Truth would have been starting around the same time. But our truth would have been on the main roster before yeah. John Cena was. Oh yeah. Damn. Our truth low key is known Vinny Mac longer than anybody else in the roster right now. I guess aside from Triple H. And nigga been he been playing that JT Money uh chill at catering game. <laughs> Way better than JTG did, my nigga. Way better. Nigga, you Damn. can't take three pieces of ham this week. You can't take three pieces of ham every week and think you're going to slide by. Sometimes you got to take the one, eat your sandwich, and shut up and get your check for next week. Yeah, JTG you know what he's doing. taking that third piece of ham, yo. And, then, and when they said, yo, play a nigga that sees a little boy walking around. He's like, bad boss. Uh-oh. <laughs> Damn, that's racist. But I mean, look what what do you expect? Mm-hmm. That's what he's done. His biggest moment was playing a dude that saw imaginary people. No, I disagree. You don't think so? Nah. His biggest was moment it? was when him and the Miz was tearing things down, and Cena and 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 Rock had to put their differences aside. That's true, that and that's a little after. Moment. That's a little because that that was after him initially going heel. I mean, I guess I I should say my favorite our truth was him when he initially went heel. Yeah. And I've talked about this podcast before, but um, that whole limit, little Jimmy shit was amazing. But I feel like that might have been months. That might have been a summer before The Rock and Cena teamed up at that Survivor Series. Either way, that's crazy. I didn't realize that he was a. Uh, that down with Vince McMahon, although it makes sense. Yeah. Cause it, and it's, it, it makes sense. Not because Vince needs a friend in the locker room has been around so long. It makes sense that our truth would be trying to hold on to whatever he needs to stay employed and be like, Hey Vince, you want to talk to me a bit? We'll talk every week. Drop it. Does he have kids? Yeah. R-Truth got babies? Yeah. That, that is an old babies. nigga. He is an old nigga, isn't he? Yeah, that nigga old nigga. Yo, he's 46. Hey. 
He's 46? And cut up like a bag of dope. <laughs> Damn, wait, 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 wait. All right, nigga Google says he married his wife, Pamela, in April of 2011. Mm. They've got a daughter who was born in 2014. Then yeah, it says he, he also has four children from previous relationships. <gasps> it doesn't list how many baby mamas he's got, but he got at least four other kids just chilling. So that puts it into perspective. He's got to maintain that check to keep the baby mamas happy, however many baby mamas he's got. Probably a grip. Facts. Hey, yo, shout out, uh, shout out my nigga Kofi. Word. Who did the, um, the wild white guy impression that was amazing this week on, uh, the the New Day's, um, uh, promo. It's not too far from his own personality. Nah, this was wild. You had to see it. It was really good, yo. It's on the Hulu version? Yeah. All right, I got to go back. Yeah. yeah, he did his thing, man. Shout out to Kofi. He came out with the um, the uh, the, the, the Chet Chattering uh, 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 sports coat with the, 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 the wild blonde wig. Like, wow. Yeah. But the if you heard it without looking at him, it didn't sound like Kofi doing an impression of a white guy. It just sounded like a white guy. It didn't like. It didn't sound like Dave Chappelle doing Chuck Taylor. No. Wow. <laughs> I gotta watch. <laughs> Shouts out to the WWE having a partnership with Hulu. Yeah. Because I don't. Unless you download the shit illegally, I don't know where else you see old see this type of shit. Mm. Week to week. Damn, I gotta go back to that. Yeah, that was that was definitely I was definitely entertained by by that promo. Um, Shocked. Yeah, he's good, man. They they talked about them on, on on commentary, getting all of the uh, the oh gosh, they got a lot of props last week for doing commentary. So then Renee came back to stage with the new day. He put a blonde wig on. And and interviewed them niggas talking about the bar, and it was amazing. Okay. And they've got they've got a title match at SummerSlam, right? Yeah, they went out and beat the bar, so let's go. Yeah, good for them. Well, I think they uh, damn, gotta go back. So this is gonna be the. I only remember this being if they win, they're gonna be the five time tag champs because of that interview with uh, the girl Kayla Braxton. I like so. Kayla, so yes, fucked up. Braxton. This is a fucked up admission, but I know how Instagram works because every time I go into the Black Wrestling IG, mm-hmm. I like so many pictures of her that her images are always the first ones that come up. I'm with it. It's a, it's a it's a beautiful thing to see. That woman is damn. Hey, she fine. She fine, she fine with them with them freckles. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. I'm assuming is that it for the week in uh, WWE? As far as I know, man, yeah, that's on TV. Yeah. All right, there's, there's a couple of news things. It's not a lot. I know um, one of the bigger stories was Jerry Lawler. Oh wow! He was on his podcast this week talking about the death of. His son, Brian Christopher. So his co-host didn't expect him to come back this quickly. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, so, uh, I mean, well, I mean, before you mentioned, he did wrestle this weekend. Yeah, and he paid tribute to Brian Christopher by wrestling in his in his ring gear. Yeah, but he was on the podcast this week. You listened to it. I read. I read transcripts. Well, yeah. What exactly? What was he talking about? Um, he he broke he broke everything down. He he broke down where he was when he heard. Um, you know what I'm saying? That he 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 did something to himself. He understood he was locked up. Um, he definitely feel like there's some sort of foul play going on. Um, yeah, that was the most interesting. I saw he said that he thought that his son really didn't kill himself. Nah, I he killed himself. However, um, what it feels like to, to to be honest, if you listen to him and then listen to I guess the story and you know how you put everything together, um, it was more negligence than anything. Um, uh, I got Christopher probably shouldn't have been by himself. Yeah, I mean obviously yeah. we know that now. Hundred percent. Um, but yeah, he sh- he shouldn't have been by himself. Um, and it was it was it, was, it seemed like a case of negligence. Um, and he he just you know had too much going on. And but Jerry, man, listen, you listen to I'm gonna say just the last minute and a half of that podcast, uh. nigga. That last minute and a half. It's some of the roughest thing I've ever. It's 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 a tough listen, man. Damn. Yeah. Like that. Like straight like that. Like cut the onions. You know what I'm saying? Sweaty eyes. Like wow. It's too raw. Because you you know, Lawler's always been that guy. Even through him, you know, having a heart attack on TV, almost dying. Yeah, his mama died and he was still on TV. Cracking jokes, man. Yeah. You hear him here. He broke up quite a few times, which is to be expected. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's so raw. It's literally been a week or so. We were just talking about this all last week, so. Damn. And, yeah, he's on there just giving it up, man. Pause. Like, just, this is, this is what I'm going through. Um. You know, thank God for this person and that person because I don't know how I got through it. And, wow. I mean, I mean, but he he just it's it's one of the better listeners this week, man. Check out okay. uh, I, I, the, the the podcast is called uh, Dinner with the King. Word. Check it out. I'm I'm not listening. I mean, there's only so many wrestling podcasts I listen to after a week, and I've never really listened to his podcast like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this would probably be one of those. First episodes I listened to on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll like check it out. Sean, Sean Mooney's podcast you made me listen to. Yeah, but you don't listen to that shit ever again, <laughs> dude. Shit. I, um, I, he had somebody else on recently that I actually listened to him on the back. Sean Mooney? Yeah. God damn. Like one man uh, gang or somebody. One man. That man has had like 15 different gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Two that matter, though. He only had two gimmicks that mattered. Shots out, I mean, is it bad to not be mad at Hakeem? Hakeem? Uh, I, I don't, I'm not mad at him. He was just doing his job. However, the booking, have you watched that, 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 the vignette where, where he went to oh, Africa? That wasn't Africa. The native had on Nikes. Like, <laughs> yo, nigga. Hakeem, the African dream. He had on a kufi. Yo. 
a kufi and a dashiki. I need, I, yo, I want that kufi though. That shit was tall. Right. It was slick though. Blue and yellow is a colorway that, that plays he had, well together. He had a fire gear. So he had the yellow with the blue trim. Yeah. With the, dashiki. With the, with the golden child hat. Facts. You know what I'm saying? The Tyson boost the match and the ill, the ill entrance music. Jive soul. Yeah, Bro. I mean you you can't you, you can't do wrong when Slick's your manager and that's your theme song. But then he, he would do that weird shit with his arm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I feel I'm doing the thing racist. is it was wild this is, this is not a visual podcast, but I'm doing this shit with my arms right now, and like I you feel like a snake from yeah. elbow. It's like you're doing a snake underwater, though. Yeah. But the shit is is goofy. That nigga's out here doing the Philly rock on every block. <laughs> Akeem, the African dream, trash. But however, <laughs> however. Shit, shout out to Slick one time. I'm not mad at Slick. Get that money. Yo, how ill was it, right? Did you a whole that pimp. A white man playing a nigga from Africa. And you had my nigga to think, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the <laughs> ring at this time from deepest, darkest Africa. Hey, yo. Jesus. Deepest, hey, darkest Africa is crazy. darkest Africa is wild. That's crazy. And then you bring out a white nigga? And then you bring out a stone white man Woo. with dirt with dirty white boy hair and a daishiki and a kufi. Cool. Greg's delight. Moving terribly to a song called Jive Soul, Soul Bro. Vision Man, you are fuck. amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing, but also <laughs> fuck you, Vincent Man. That's incredible. Your old ass. How, how how this was on. Now, mind you. All right. So you got a stone white man and a dashiki and a kufi yeah. walking to the ring with a song called Jive Soul Bro. Mm-hmm. On TV, Saturday afternoons at 12. Right. With, with a bunch of little kids watching it. Mm-hmm. That's racist. That is money. That's print itself. That's systemic <laughs> racism. That is 100%. When we talk about the system and why people who are not white dudes can't get ahead, oh, it's God. because it's Akeem. <laughs> Specifically, it's because and, of goddamn Akeem. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's not, all right, let me find my man's name. Akeem the African... I gotta find his name because I don't want to. Damn you! You 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 search him on Twitter or search him on Google, and one man gang comes up. George Gray from so Spartanburg, South Carolina. Akeem comes out right. Yeah. They announce him from Africa. Facts. At least two to three weeks, I squint at the TV like, could he be a white? <laughs> I don't know. Terrible. Like no, so all right, so to to be a hundred percent honest, um uh-huh. I have my grandmother is, is is the same complexion as the one man gang. Word. My grandmother is Word. super light skinned. Like you know, of course. Super fair yeah. skin, 
Not my grandfather was just super. My grandfather was mad light skinned yeah. And I'm yeah. looking like, could he? I don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, because again, that's the system. Hat on. That's that's the one drop rule. You feel what I'm saying? Right. But uh, I mean, looking at nigga Google. Mm-hmm. All right. On WWE Superstars, September 24th, 1988, 30 years ago. This wasn't that long ago. Gene Okerlund went on location to the deepest, darkest parts of Africa, but it just looked like an American ghetto. There were dancers dressed as tribal Africans chanting around a fire. Yes. All factual. Slick said, yo, your man's a one-man gang? Nah, he's Akeem, the African dream. And Gene Oker was like, nah, that's one-man gang. (laughs) So one-man, or or Akeem, Akeem, the African dream, said, yo, let me just talk, jive to these people and get my black on this 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 article says he danced in the style of Dusty Rhodes while in an African ritual. Damn, this is terrible. Yo, I, I had my first like uh, pro wrestling t shirt. Yeah, was a, a royal blue shirt. Uh uh-huh. With the continent of Africa on it, inside of it were three words: Jai, Sobra, bro. I might have bought that shirt too. I definitely bought that shirt. I had that shirt and I had I also copped the Kamala shirt. Yeah. That had the two stars yeah. on the chest. Mm-hmm. And I there's a picture of me somewhere with that shirt. I'm like, yo, I can't wear this shirt anymore. Not like I'm not that brown, but in a picture with the flash, it looked close enough to my skin complexion, like wow. It looked like I was Kamala. I Kamala paint on. Yeah. I just saw. Hold on. I think I need this shirt. Uh uh-uh. oh. It's it's a picture of 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 of, of Akeem the African Dream mm. inside of a shield shaped crest with the Af- Afro American flag behind him. Red black. Wow. Wow. At, See, I would buy that. Hold on. It's not. It's, it, I'm not done. Uh-oh. And I'll I'll post this up later on to my to my Instagram. Uh-oh. Um it, it has a hashtag. Um mm-hmm. the first few letters are the first word is in red, uh the middle word is in black, the last li- the word is in green, hashtag black lives matter. Wow. Wow. You have to put the at illfam seventy nine yes, on yes. Instagram. You have to post that picture. It's amazing. Um, I, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I, That's amazing, yo. Ten years ago, I would have rocked that shirt. I don't know if I could rock that now. I'm I'm rocking it. But you know me. <laughs> I, I respect it. You, I've been. It's funny. I think was it July. 
recently there were a lot of people who were on Instagram. I said, I, I guess I should say, I saw Rosenberg, Peter Rosenberg on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They were doing like 30 wrestling shirts for July or whatever. Okay. And it was it was motherfucking showing like because I mean his vintage pro wrestling tee is amazing. Is. His game is just amazing. Um, he's got a guy. He's got a guy, and there's there are a couple of pro wrestling merch accounts on Instagram. Um, me being a guy of a particular size, I can't fit most of this shit anyway. But uh, it's dope to see people who, and because the other thing is, even if you go on eBay, I'm shit saying cheap. There's a couple of uh, I. I'm looking at there. I'm watching an account that has a Rock Brahma Bull hockey jersey, but even then, shit like that is like fifty dollars minimum. Yeah. That are actually like from that era. But you know, I I I'm more of the I I saw on there's this one site called the Forest Lab. Uh-huh. They they've got a series of tees that are even that iconic black background death row. Mm-hmm. I think it was a vibe cover was like Snoop and Tupac and Suge and Dre. They, let me pull this up now. They've got a couple of different pro pro wrestling ones like that. Damn, let me pull this up. <laughs> What you laughing at? That's, I, I thought that was you finally seeing um, Akeem the Dream. No, 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 no. They've got a couple of row shirts. They've got a horse row where it's Arn, Tully, Oli, and Rick in that death row stance. They've got one that's it says Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, it's Ultimate Warrior. Macho Man, Punk Ass Hulk Hogan, and Andre the Giant. And there's a heel row that's Jake Snake Roberts, Ric Flair, Iron Sheet, and Ted DiBiase. I like stuff like that. Mm. Where it's kind of melding the two worlds. Yeah. But anyway, mm. I don't I, I don't know where we got. You were talking about Akeem the African Dream. Yeah. And I don't know where the fuck we got on him. Um, shit, I guess speaking of Hulk Hogan, that bitch-ass nigga, there's been, he's been counting down to an announcement. Yeah. I guess, let me pull up, can I pull up his original tweet for this site? I guess not. He, he tweeted an image that was saying that we're eight, earlier this week, it was like 82 days until this announcement. Now, the key to the announcement was that it was a picture of him in an NWO t-shirt that he's kind of pointing to the logo or his arm. Um, It says, save the date, October 27th. There's been a lot of talk of, did we mention this last week? Talk of the, the WWE maybe bringing back the NWO for something. Yeah, we, we've talked about it a while back. I hope they're not in a current... I I, I wish this was a table for 
table for three. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't want this to be something that's on regular TV. Actually, let me see. What day is October 27, 2018? That's a Saturday. That means a house show. Fuck. WWE pay-per-view. I'm sorry. I'm just Googling shit. I'm literally just Googling shit right now. Um, October. When is that Saudi show? That's in November. Okay. That is November something. When is Evolution? Damn. Evolution's the end of, the end of October. <laughs> Maybe Brooklyn making her debut. And it has nothing to do with him. Wait, Evolution is October 28th. Okay. And he's talking about October 27th. So either... This is going to be some evolution shit, or they're just going to be doing something big for the NWO on the 27th as a wrestling weekend. Because that's the the next Saudi Arabia show is like the week after, or the or two weeks after Evolution. It's it's around that time frame. Their um, Survivor Series is November 18th. Okay. And they've got. The only other show before that, aside from NXT, is that Australia show in early October. Okay. So I don't know. It's interesting. I don't like it. I didn't realize it was the day before Evolution. Mm. I'm not a fan of that at all, mm. but whatever. Um, just a couple of other pieces of news before we get out of here. I saw earlier today... Jason, there's been a lot of talk about Daniel Bryan, of Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose being ready to wrestle. I think he's probably he's he's imminently going to debut. But the other guy on the injured roster was uh, Jason Jordan. Oh wow! Uh, apparently, Black Angle, Black Angle's injuries to his neck were worse than what were initially reported. Um. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter said that the situation is actually worse than people thought, and he's just not ready at all. Still, wow, really? Still, yeah. Now, mind you, I was on social media. I'm like, wait, he don't look like he's really doing anything but chilling with his wife and his family. And yet, I think he's kind of just on the men. Wow. There's 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 really no report on when we could see him, but he's just like chilling on the beach. He's cooling with his wife and his family. Just cooling. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we'll see. You know, well, because the thing is, I'd rather him that not. Was the first time a Levert song was ever sung on a wrestling podcast. Damn. I mean, you know what? Black wrestling podcast. You're literally going to find shit that you've never seen anywhere else 100%. or hear anywhere else. One hundred percent. If you're not fucking with us, you're fucking up. Mm-hmm. Um. See, so yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, speaking of niggas in the WWE, we mentioned him briefly not too long ago, but uh, I saw a report that the nigga Shane Strickland, there's some WWE interest in Shane Strickland. Um, he was the, he used to be the major league wrestling world champion. Oh yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah. Yo, I, yeah, he, he, he recently lost the belt to low key. 
Um, Loki will never it, make it in the WWE. That's bad. He was in the low key was in that shit a while ago. That nigga did the coup de gras as his finisher. FYI. Who Loki? Yeah. Yeah. That nigga, he always seemed like one of those guys you couldn't joke with. Yeah, nah, he can't talk. He, dad, <laughs> listen. <laughs> That's Damn. not his thing. At all. At all. And the ill part is the nigga's got an ill voice. He sounded like the Chocolate Rain nigga. Wow. He Chocolate? does. Uh, Day, I think his name is. Tayzonday. Chocolate Rain. I gotta see... Damn. If you're not up on Tay Sunday, Chocolate Rain. You're like Michael Jackson Jr. Nigga, this video date this video is eleven years old. Nigga, I am a an, an encyclopedia of useless knowledge. FYI. hundred and eighteen million views. Million with an M nigga. Million wow views. Tay nigga hit that monetized button mad times, nigga. Tay Zunday. Chocolate rain. He was on Kimmel. Yo, I'm watching the video this nigga sing. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna get fucked? Hold up. I just gotta I moved my mouth away from the mic to breathe in. Yo. I spent a half when I when when I really discovered YouTube at work. I spent a half day just on YouTube. I did no work. Chocolate rain. Yeah, chocolate rain is one of those videos. Chocolate, chocolate rain. Rain. Ninja, um, <laughs> what else? I'm trying to figure out there's certain things on YouTube well, that you find and I will, sticks with you. I will say later on, not exactly at Chocolate Rain time, but the Eli Porter. Oh my gosh! Battle. I watched that not too long I ago. Did it. I <laughs> Eli Porter, yo. I don't know what was wrong with him. I, I watched a documentary on him. I still don't know what was wrong with him, but he did I, it. I, I believe my grandmother would say he kind of slow, baby. He kind of slow, but. Slow, baby. It, he, they were talking. He had like some type of kidney situation. Some other. Some of the kidneys? Nah, that nigga kidneys ain't gonna be. I did, did. Nah. I, I, I think. Hey, yo, no, no, no. Niggas, I... The niggas, the niggas that shot that video. The nigga that set that battle up, nigga. They're terrible the radio, for that. Y'all niggas. I hope whatever you work at in life right now is conducive <laughs> to what you deserve from that video out, cause y'all niggas. Ain't nothing. Your mother ain't nothing. Your grandmother wow. ain't nothing. Y'all niggas some savages. Wow. Fam cut a real promo on y'all just, just, just yeah, for a hot second. Put, yeah, you can't put that. That man, come on, yo. Yeah. They knew they, they, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Hours of enjoyment. Hours of enjoyment. I did it. I did it. Um, now, <laughs> back to where we were. Shane Strickland, yo. Apparently, he signed some type of contract, and they think this nigga signed a contract to kind of dodge from going to WWE. But I mean, it's major league. No shade to major league wrestling, but every week on uh, what TV station is that? You tell me. I don't think we get it up here. I got a DVR 
You talked about it not too long ago, but I don't I don't think I've ever seen a commercial for MLW. BN Network, B E I N. Yes, yeah, yeah. B in sports. Yeah. B in sports. Um, I guess there was a they signed they signed a couple of wrestlers. They're saying that Shane Strickland was one of them. Um, but they think they he signed that that deal to not go to WWE. Um, I'm gonna assume if WWE's flashing that cash, you can't deny it. All um, that is is them niggas trying to. You know what it is? Is the WWE took notice when uh, Shivani said, "I'm the voice," because it's the only other legit voice of wrestling other than Michael Cole and Jr. Big facts. Big facts. Um, speaking of money, in a story that I find amusing for a number of reasons, I saw that Colt Cabana. Is suing CM Punk, requesting over a hundred or hundred one million dollars in damages over their lawsuit. Now, to backtrack, how long ago was this? Two thousand twenty fourteen. So four years ago it was Thanksgiving time, twenty fourteen. So like three. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm uh, about uh, yeah, uh, almost four. Coca Bandit's podcast on fire. Biggest just podcast. Biggest wrestling, biggest single wrestling podcast of all time. Facts. Big facts. Not not even an exaggeration. Yeah. But Coca Bandit getting CM Punk almost a year after CM Punk left the WWE. Huge. I I remember literally talking that pop crazy. That podcast dropped on Thanksgiving. Shout out to my wife. My wife's cooking dinner. I'm like, yo, I work for the Empire. Nobody, this is the biggest thing in pro wrestling right now. I have to do a piece on it. And I literally wrote, I don't know how many words it was. I spent all Thanksgiving back and forth with edits and everything going on about this one hour plus podcast with CM Punk just going in on how shit, basically the WWE just didn't care about his injury. Doctors, Ryback, he was killing everybody. Now, it got to the point where there was a lawsuit filed in 2015 and, you know, they had the whole case three months ago? Yep. It wasn't that long ago. Where CM Punk was in court and all that. Facts. He said what he said, though. Yeah, he 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 definitely said what he said. said. Now, Cole Cabana is apparently asking for two hundred thousand in general damages and one one million in punitive damages. I guess the the root of this is CM Punk apparently told Cole Cabana that yo, this court case, I got you. I don't want to say he said tell him to file the shit, but whatever whatever the cost is, I'm gonna pay you back. Cole Cabana saying, "Yo, this nigga didn't pay me." He said, "If because what he said was, he said if everything goes right, like if we beat this case, mm-hmm. they still come after you. I got you." Word. And he ain't have him. <laughs> he, lost. he ain't there nothing. Cole, he lost. He ain't there nothing. Yeah. And, and I guess. 
It, it doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help that Hulk Hogan won that settlement from Gawker. He shut the whole website down. They had a fire cell for the damn post. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess Colt saw that. I was like, yo, where the money at? Mm-hmm. And Punk said, yo, I got my ass kicked last fight. What you want me to do? Hey. Now, I got that bread, nigga. You. Facts. Facts. Now, I don't know if this means this is the end of their friendship or not. That's the weird part. Because when, when Punk left WWE, him, him and Cole Cabana, they're both Chicago guys. They came, I guess they came up on the indie scene together. Like they, There was a reason that Punk went to the art of wrestling to talk about this stuff as opposed to anywhere else. Yep. That was his boy. I guess it's not like that. It's it's a different situation when you got them UFC contracts and, and your boy knows you got WWE money's a stash in the freezer. But who knows? I mean, I guess it, is this a, equivalent to you suing math? Ah, I don't know if they that close, my nigga. Me and Matt are pretty close. What's the equivalent? Uh, I don't even know. Is this is this Method Man suing the RZA? Yes. That I'll go. Meth suing the RZA is Colt Cabana suing CM Punk. Yeah. Wild crazy. Because, I mean, I don't know how much, I don't know anything about CM Punk's pockets. I'm assuming he's got some money. I don't know if he's just got a mill, a mill, and almost, like a mill is the 1.3 mil. To be like, yo, here you go. I feel like that would fuck CM Punk's bank account up. Hmm. Had to. He doesn't, because he doesn't live a crazy lifestyle. Right. He got a wife. She got her money. Yeah. And he she had. She need to come back. Boy, come back. Facts. Baby, come back. Oh, sorry. Damn. So I guess the, the, if we see AJ style, AJ style, AJ Lee at Evolution, does that mean the check cleared for Cole Cabana? Ooh. I'm, I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. Definitely could be. Something to ponder. Something to ponder for y'all next week. Um, on that note, mm-hmm. brother fam, do you have any black grasses of the week? I'm gonna go with uh, Vince Man's best friend, K Quick. Wow, that's a good one. That's a shock. I'm I'm actually surprised at their their squad. Mm. Um, damn, do I have a black? If I have to have a black grass of the week, shit, I gotta give it to Keith Lee. My man made made the debut. Not even, I mean, the fact that he did the black fist and he pointed at himself. I love that. Mm-hmm. Go back to the network and watch the first time that he clocked this white boy with a left hand. Me and my son were dying. At the way this white boy reacted when he got his ass hit with that left. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Anyway, 
Um, fam, let the people know where they can find you on social media. Yo, fam, 790, your social media choice. I am the on Anderson, the podcast, but more importantly, at Wes Buffy every single weekend on your social media of choice. Also, uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, Apple Music, Google Play, anywhere where you find your podcast. Where's Buffy? Talk that talk. And uh, like I said, old fam seven nine. That's what I got. Big fan. Shit, I feel like I need to work on my my uh, AKA game. Oh nigga, my AKA game is crazy. I know. Trust me. Every week you got something else. I uh, I mean, it's you and it's Diesel Zamero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The niggas cool. The kid. <laughs> <laughs> them niggas cool. They they cool. They cool. Shout out to them. Yeah, no, um, they, 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 they 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 make dope art. Shout out to them. Fact, that 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 hashtag content. Yeah. Um, Matt Cowell on Twitter yeah. at Black Wrestling Twitter, yep, yep. Facebook, Instagram, BlackWrestlingDirectTheDub.com is the uh-huh. website, and you can find the Black Wrestling podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Mm. Um, I know your grandmama watch wrestling. Tell her to listen to us. She she back there smoking weed every day. She she gonna fuck with us. So you should fuck with us too. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out for your grandmother being the first pair of long titties I ever seen. <laughs> well, on that note. You look like two hound dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. But actual facts. Actual facts. We're going to catch y'all next week. We'll talk to you. Peace. Peace. Yep. Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. You got me mad now. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force.